We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The baseball season is go, go, go. It's nonstop, relentless for every night, six straight months, and then hopefully another month in October. You also have work, friends, family, and a million other things going on. That's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. I mean, the mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Is there anything better than opening up your refrigerator after a long day, seeing that icy cold Coors Light can or bottle in your fridge? The answer is no, there's nothing better. That's why when it's time to chill, you choose Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So that's why when you want to hit reset, reach for a beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t-shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show, episode 446, brought to you by betonline.ag. Go check them out. Sports are slowly coming back. Maybe. Who the hell knows at this point? But you can use code BLUEWIRE, and you get a free welcome bonus when you sign up. So go check them out. I'm going to call this the Baseball's Back, I think, episode. Maybe. There's there's definitely a maybe there. Yeah, because maybe. We have, uh, maybe I should put my mic in front of my face. We we have an opportunity to play baseball, it seems like. You know, only one party has to agree with something now. <laughs> I feel like we've been doing that for three months. It's so but, funny to see the reporters be like, baseball's back, Manfred's implementing the season, as long as the players agree to these two things. And I'm like, oh, here we go. This isn't going to go <laughs> smoothly. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's Here's what's making me think that it's already a done deal. Like, they're probably going to vote. It's going to be a yes. Because all the players are coming out publicly and saying, Let's go. We're going to camp. We're doing all these things. Like there are, they're already celebrating it internally, which makes me believe that there was a an email sent or whatever from the players' association to their guys, the union, um, saying that yeah, as long as they hit these things, which they are are doing in the protocol, then we're going to agree to it. Yeah, just and you know me- maybe it's a personal decision for some guys to not show up. That's on them. They'll figure that out. But I, it seems like it's happening. Before we start going down like into everything, just quickly set up where we are. It is Tuesday at 12.46 p.m. I have Twitter open to see if anyone reports breaking news, which I will mention. 
But the latest is that MLB players rejected the 60 game proposal from the owners, which was thought to, which we expected to happen. And instead of compromising somehow between 60 and 70 games with all of the additional rules for 20 and 20 and 2021 expanded playoffs, et cetera, they basically said, just mandate the damn season already and we'll show up the when and where campaign. Manfred said, I will now implement the 60 game season as long as you agree to a show up by July 1st to spring training and B agree on all our health and safety protocols for coronavirus. The, yep. the it yep. seems like they're going to agree. I know Passon tweeted the players might have some tweaks to the health and self safety protocols. Hopefully those tweaks are minor and don't delay this process any further. But really, I guess it doesn't matter as long as they say, yeah, we're going to be there July 1st. And then I guess we'll just figure out the rest of the stuff on the fly as we go. Because they're still talking about trying to make a deal for universal DH, expanded playoffs, and other things. There, there are still things to happen uh, as far as talking about it. But I think they're like, look, I, I, it seems like a lot of the players, here's why I, I, I expected this to happen. And I do expect the players to agree to be there. Because a lot of them are already there. We've seen videos and images, like pictures be you know sent out of uh, of Cole at uh, at Yankee Stadium. We're seeing it from other teams as well, from other players already back at their home ballparks. Like this has been in motion. So I, I think that there is uh, there there there's just an understanding that they're going to be playing and and they're going to f- try to figure out the coronavirus thing and hopefully it doesn't. Look, that's the, that's the thing, man. I just I hope that uh, it doesn't get completely whitewashed when a couple people get uh, well, they already have. You know, test positive because that's, that's happening. It will happen. They already have. Yeah. And testing it's a matter positive. Of how they, how they deal with that and how they react to it. Right. Testing positive has happened. That's why Florida shut down the spring training facilities right. across the board because there were outbreaks in the, um, what was it? The Blue Toronto. Jays, Blue Jays, Phillies and Astros camps, right? Oh, the Astros are in Arizona, but I think that's just that's just karma. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, so yeah, it's going to happen. The the people are going to get the virus, and it's not just players that are going to get the virus. Training staffs going to get the virus. Clubhouse attendants, whoever else is involved in putting baseball games on, is going to get the virus. That is just percentages. Yeah, no doubt. So it's a matter of what they deem as uh, you know too harmful for them to continue on, or something that's not contained or however you know I'm, well it's really the, the the safety protocol i'm not an infectious disease doctor okay it's it's what procedures do you have in place to deal with the all the reality of people testing positive how do you prevent right. a couple people from testing positive to the entire clubhouse testing positive right. make sure those safety protocols are in place and being followed which is like you can agree to That's, them but will you follow them yeah yeah, I mean, we saw what happened with uh, with um, the tennis the tennis community when they Djokovic through Djokovic through this, this massive party, and now like literally everybody has it. Yeah, it's just everybody Everyone at that shows up to like, CC's house done, for done, like a done, midsummer done. barbecue, and then boom, the entire the entire Toast. team has it. <clears throat> yeah, so you know, we'll see what happens, man. Uh, that's that's to me still like one of those really really big things that uh, obviously is the reason why we're all here. So hopefully, uh, hopefully things are are uh, are level set. Let me ask you a question: We're going to be okay. I mean, we're, we're both equally annoyed by everything that's happened over the past month, obviously, mm-hmm. based on any, any of the number of shows we've recorded of talking about it. But the fact that there's going to be baseball, assuming the coronavirus stuff is all worked out and, and, the, and the outbreak doesn't get worse, there's going to be 60 games starting at the end of July. How do you feel about that? Just like the baseball aspect of it. I mean, Fine. It's okay. It is what it is. You know, I don't care about the game, the amount of games. I'm looking forward to it. It's baseball. We want baseball back, whatever capacity that means. I'm not going to be sitting here nitpicking about how they're going to come back. If they're coming back on the field, they're obviously making a decision together about the what the product's going to look like. I, I saw the 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 runner on second base thing to avoid 15 innings. Fine, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. The, the, in the beginning of this entire thing, we talked about blowing it up, right? Like, here's an opportunity for you guys to do whatever you want because nobody's really going to blame Test you when, some it, when stuff. it comes to get yeah. get creative this year. It's a loss. It it's doesn't matter. Of, it's kind of an asterisk season anyway. Like. The Yankees Let me win, tell you, what. you know, great, but at the same time, yeah, it's a 60-game schedule and it's going to be expanded playoffs. Let's try some funky shit. Why not? 
When we lose the first game in the tenth inning with a guy on second base though on a ball that's you know a bleeder through the through the hole of short and third, it's gonna piss me off. I'm gonna be very angry about that, and I'm gonna be highly I'm not, annoyed. I'm not, you know, but why? In, that'll be in the moment. And you know what? I'm happy for that because that means baseball's back, and I'm actually feeling something. I'm feeling an emotion that that makes me mad or happy, and that's sports, baby. I don't care anymore. I want it. I want it all. I want the frustration. I want the happiness. I want the anger. I want the, I want it all. Give it to me, please. I don't care what it is. Do you know why I will not be upset by that 10th inning loss? Because it will have happened quickly. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> we could go to sleep. <laughs> you know what? There's, there, there are, there are pluses and there are negatives and they're, you're going to see them throughout this season. And sometimes they'll be frustrating, but let's, let's just hope we see them because that's the biggest thing. That means they're playing baseball. So Something that we thought was, you know, potentially not happening this year. You know, it's a it's a big deal. Well, this and is one of those rules that's only for 2020, just like the universal DH yeah. for only 2020 because the two but, sides could not come to an agreement. But you know what happens when they implement something and like test it out a little bit. Well, it, it's it, it's the first step of making it so well, good with the DH. Good. I mean, it's kind of crazy that pitchers are still hitting in the National League considering they cannot hit. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad at hitting, and they're getting worse every year. And teams are actively just telling their pitchers, like, it's not important for you to hit. Stay healthy. But but go up there. I'm going to pencil you in, put you in. I'm going to put you on a, in, at the nine spot every single time. Some guys even go in the eight spot. And it's like, sorry, the uh, the Bartolo Colon home run once every 15 years is not worth watching thousands and thousands of pitchers go up there and just fail to do anything productive. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, you're trying to grow the game, make it more exciting. Let's ha- not have pitchers. This is also good for the players. This is more high paying jobs. DH is a higher paying job than extends 20, careers. Than 25th man on the bench. It extends yeah. careers. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, maybe Albert Pujols. That's why I thought they were going to be like, to me, this was when MLB was like, you know what? DH for 21, uh, DH for 20 and 21. Let's go. I figured your players would be like, all right. Extending careers, let's go. This is a good thing. We just lost a uh, we just lost a a season for for some of our power hitters. We just got it back. So the Cardinals did not sign Albert Pujols back in whatever that was, 2012, because the Angels gave him like a ridiculous contract. The, the Cardinals were not willing to extend themselves for Albert Pujols. What if they? What if the DH was always there? Would they have thought about going an extra couple years for Pujols, keeping him a Cardinal for life? Because yeah, oh, we know the back half of his career, he's just going to DH. I think that would have definitely changed the conversation for sure. There's, there's no doubt about it. As a National League team, when you're looking at an aging, you know, power hitter, you know what happens yeah. <laughs> at, the, at the end of that. You have to, you have to play the field, and uh, now you're taking up a spot when you can't move as well in two, two places in, the, in the order and in the field. So yeah, it's definitely a, a consideration for some of these guys. I'm also pretty sure that Barry Bonds would still be DHing for the San Francisco Giants, hitting 22 home runs a year with like a 4.22 on base percentage. I've seen him recently. Probably could still do it. Probably got that bat speed. He swings a toothpick anyway. So uh, I think he could get the, as long as he's getting that bat back in the same place that he always does, which that's what he was so good at. So the DH. I would would love to see him come back right now and see what happens. That would be fascinating. The DH, great. I'm I'm cool with that. The the runner on second base and extra innings. I don't want that long-term. I think there's another way you could figure out how to deal with those long extra inning games. But the 15-inning game is not really baseball's problem. It's the four-hour, nine-inning game. That's a bigger problem to baseball. Like, the 15-inning game happens every, you know, maybe maybe twice a season you have a game that goes that long, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's cutting your toe off to spite your foot. It's not... <laughs> It's not really the problem. No, at all. you're right. That, that that's urinating on a forest fire. Like, no, that's not going to come up with another. That's analogy. not going to do anything. <laughs> so the um this, but I tell you what, Tyler Wade just got more valuable. Um. Oh, because second you put base. him in there. You put him in at. at yeah, I don't know what the rule is. Like, who's? Is well, it the they next also guy said you... they um also talked about relaxing substitution rules for extra innings this year. So maybe a guy that you put in doesn't have to, you know, maybe you don't have to actually take them out of the game or something like that. I mean, yeah, it should be. I think if they ever did implement this rule, it should be um, maybe who made the last out goes out to second base. Yeah, you shouldn't have to waste a um, a, ro- a bench spot for just that. Or guy. are you treating it like it's a leadoff? Du- You're essentially treating it like it's a leadoff double. But the guy who was up next. 
Oh, here we go. That now is where the shenanigans come in. Do you say he got you know, the double? You, you walk a guy so he doesn't lead off the next time. <laughs> so you put him at first instead of second. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. They, they, like they, they gotta, they gotta be able to get around whatever that is too. And the, the way you do that is you can put anybody up, just put anybody out there. Just go for it. Yeah. So they, they just can't be able to, if they come up, if they come up in that inning, that's an out, baby. Yeah, maybe, maybe the, uh, maybe down the line, if they do something like this to shorten extra inning games, they do it in a later inning. If it goes past the twelfth inning, then you do this because if you're tied after twelve innings, you know what? Let's just go to the next game already. <laughs> like I'm tired of this. And at this point, I mean, we saw that it's been talked about on Twitter. Who actually knows if it's really true? Right. Well, let's let's. I mean, it's it was tweeted by I think Heyman, who's been wrong. They've all been They've wrong. All been wrong. First of all, Bob Nightingale successively tweeted every possible outcome yeah he's just going <laughs> he's just covering like all his bases he's just spamming his twitter feed <laughs> no i mean you yeah, can't trust he's, he's you unbelievable can't, i mean i don't even blame these reporters at this point they're probably fed up with the entire negotiations because they have their sources they have their trusted sources but everything is dragged out everything takes for goddamn ever with these two sides it is mind-numbingly painful how much I hate these two sides. How awful, truly awful each side is. You know what? The, I was talking about this earlier with somebody. The, the other sports, while they do have labor disputes, it seems like they do a lot more of it behind closed yes, doors. Yes, keep it in the family, and, baby. And they, and they argue and they bitch and complain and they all disagree for a long time. But then whenever there's a resolution or if there's not, they do it in a much more private way and not like issuing statements and letters and all of these Dude, things that MLB still has to communicating do. through letters. Like it's the freaking 1880s. Well, you got to document it. Got to document like it. my grandmother can FaceTime, but Rob Manfred can't call Tony Clark to just expedite the process. Well, they could call, but then they have to issue a letter after the call. So this is, it's just one of those. It's just, it, and it's all public. That's the thing. Like it's, it's just like watching. We, you, we've made this. They're comparison. all jockeying made for comparison. public opinion. That's all they're about, doing. Which is stupid because it really doesn't make any sense at the end of the day. I mean, the, the owners went and they're like, okay, get, we'll get the 60 games. We're not going to go any shorter than that. 60 games. Done. Like, we're going to throw you a bone. We're gonna, 60 games. Let's go. We're nice guys now. We're going to be the, the nice guys. It's so dumb. And baseball like, and the doing? players. And baseball is like, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank no, the you. players were like, no, 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 but no. But then the players are now mandating it. They're like, oh, we appreciate you going to the 60 games. Well, so it's like the players the, the whole time. After they weren't getting after baseball, after the owners were just repackaging the same proposal, which was a dick move. Baseball players were like, mandate the season when and where, baby. Tell us when and where. And then and then baseball's like, okay, no, we're not gonna tell you when and where. We're gonna give you another proposal. The baseball players say no. And then the owners are like, okay, how about this proposal? The baseball players say no. And then they're then finally. They're like, okay, we'll mandate because this is the last thing we want to do because we know all you guys want to do is keep your right to file a grievance. That's it. That's it. That the when and where was basically like, we're not going to choose when and where. You choose when and where. You dictate it so that we can bitch about it later and come at you. You hang up. No, That's you hang up. We're doing no, you this. hang up. No, you yeah. hang up. It's when like- and where. But there are, you know, that that comes with that comes with uh, you know some. Some side notes. And they're still We're not telling you anywhere. You the, have to tell us when it was. Even with the mandate, they're still trying to work out deals. Is this all so whenever the inevitable grievance is filed, baseball can say, the owners can say, well, hey, they look. They delayed, not us. They delayed, right. not us. Well, hey, look, you know, even though we mandated the season, we came to an agreement on these five issues. So we negotiated in good faith. So this right. this grievance is not valid. Like, I feel like that's all these two sides are positioning to do and they're jockeying for public perception, but really it's not even public perception at this point. I think it's, it's literally trying to build leverage for the grievance case for the CBA, knowing what's happening at this point. Now they are so down the road on these negotiations, quote negotiations that they, that they now have to make sure that precedents are set within the negotiation so that they can refer to them as terms for a grievance case or uh, you know to get rid of the grievance yeah. case. So it, that's that. The lawyers are being very careful with the way all all this communication is happening. Right? That is important, probably more important than the public opinion. But I do think public opinion plays a factor because they're setting up themselves up for a potential work stoppage after 2021, and they want to make it so each side wants it so the fans don't hate them. Even though what the outcome is, this has been is 
the fans hate both sides. I mean, I think yeah, fewer I people I think hate the players. they're too far gone. I think fewer people hate the players. Do you agree with that? Sure. Oh, for, yeah, absolutely. But they're both hateable. Yeah. I mean, nobody likes the old white guys who own the team. Like, the bottom line. Nobody, nobody likes those people. The, the thing is, is that when you're watching this right now, the players, because they're younger, they're the ones saying the when and where, they're, they're, they are the stars of the game. There's obviously going to be, you know, uh, uh, people going more towards them. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they are jockeying for position for the next negotiation. That's it. And they don't care about the public opinion. You said in a tweet, I saw one of your tweets, like they threw that out the window a long time ago. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter what we think. I got annoyed because people, like every day I see someone tweeting and it's usually people who don't, who aren't like super in with in inside baseball. They're like, yeah. you know, fringe, you know, ESP, the guy works for ESPN, but he might cover the NBA. Well, baseball really missed a golden opportunity to be the only thing back on TV for July 4th weekend. As if baseball has ever done anything to show us they care. What do they care about? What does baseball care about? The owners and the players, what do they care about? Money. Yes. Do they care about doing the right thing for the fans, doing the right thing to grow the game? No. They care about what's good for me. As long I got to get mine. As long as it's in their interests. Yes, that's yeah, all they be care in the about. Interest of the, they will of the, uh, the the owners and the players. They will, and, and that's fine. Look, that's fine. That I understand that because that's a business. They are doing that. They there there is a, a part line of the now business is where also, you don't put that out in the public, but just don't put that out in the in the open so that it can be perceived right. as that. Like that's the problem. Honestly, just lie to us. Move the game from six forty five to six thirty, and from seven twenty five, we think it's shorter. It's fine. <laughs> this, this we don't definitely mind being one tricked. of our things. If we ever become commissioner, we're doing that. <laughs> yeah, like you can trick people without them knowing they're getting tricked, and they feel good about it. You know, just just do that to us. Lie to Please. me in good faith. <laughs> yeah, just try to lie to me, you know, with intention. But no, they 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 just throw it out the window, and they're like, it doesn't matter. People will come. Yeah. People will come. Eventually, people are going to stop coming. I, I don't think they will. I think they will continue to come. What? They've, when they can. When they can. They will tune in and they will show up when, when they're allowed to show up. I mean, Again, ratings. You have a, I, we're going to see the, the, the dips on the teams that are like mediocre to bad. Like they're going to probably see percentages increase of, of a, a drastic decline. I think the good teams, people are still going to show up. If baseball starts at the end of July and also the other sports come back. I don't think baseball ratings are going to be any better than they would have already been nor on a normal season in August. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting to note how, how they do and how they expand the coverage as well beyond, you know, the television rights, because I, I got to believe that that's going to, there's going to be some tweaks to that too, that they could just kind of figure out while these guys are in camp and figuring it out themselves on the field. They'll probably figure out some of that broadcast stuff, but they'll have contingencies in this agreement, you know, uh, you have to wear more mic. Uh, mic you be mic'd up at, at more opportunities. You know there, there's possible. You know other uh, committing to to you know more Zoom interviews, like whatever it is. I'm sure there will be some commitments on that side too. Yeah, no, yeah, and that's some of the stuff they're work. They're still working through, as reported by like I think Heyman reported that and Joel Sherman that the players and could still they could still agree for the players to wear microphones to the expanded playoff revenue, like the different cuts of that because a, a portion of it was going to go to um salary relief for low paying players. Yeah. And it was going to affect like over half the players in the union. Like we think of the union as just like a bunch of guys like Garrett Cole and Mike Trout making $30 million a year, but the majority of the union makes l like a million bucks or less. Yeah. They're, they're forwarding some part of the money, right? They're, they're, they're fronting some part of the money for, for, I think some of those players as well. Yes. They're doing something with the, uh, with the percentages in order to keep them paid the young, those guys happier and, and paid and all of that too. So I think they're, they're, they're definitely building in some concessions for that. Yeah. I still think all of this stuff is going to be all those little details that are leaking out through Twitter are probably not defined. If none point. of those things, if, if we're approaching like July 20th and the season, I think I thought saw J July 24th as a potential start date. If it's July 20th, July 22nd, and some of this stuff is still not ironed out. Could we not have the season start? I don't know. Can we just deal with that when it comes? <laughs> Cause it's going to be rampant speculation of what these assholes cannot or actually agree to. It's, it's pretty bad. It's really, it's, it's just, they don't agree on anything. So let's just agree that that and, and, and just push something forward, man. I just, I don't care what it comes forward. I just want them to play baseball.
That's it. That's all I care about. And if, if they are playing baseball, that means Bet Online is going to have some odds for them, which is good. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. If you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. If you're looking for something other than sports, maybe, maybe you want to get in. You said you're you're a big online poker guy. You still doing that? Uh, not recently, but yes, I, I have dabbled back into it. BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's all one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I want to give a quick shout out, a little shout out action to our to our listeners and to the uh, the fan base of the New York Yankees who are sticking through all this nonsense with us and uh, you know actually listening to the episodes that we're putting out. Uh, you know we appreciate you guys. We we know this has all been a complete disaster, a complete disaster, and we're we're going on I don't even know how many months now without baseball since November, since you know early November, not Yankees baseball, but just baseball period, right? Or late October, like whatever the whenever it was, was that in 2018, 19? I don't even remember anymore. I don't even know what year I'm in. So thank you guys for for continuing to listen to us. Uh, a special shout out to uh, uh, Sawyer, who is uh, Sawyer is 12 years old, has a Yankees podcast. He puts it out on Spotify. And I was on his show last week, Andrew. We're going to get you on there too. But he reached out uh, to us. He's been he's been listening to the show for four hundred plus episodes. Wait, uh, so he was like eight? Yeah, he's been listening for a while. I said I apologize for a couple. Wait, hold a on. couple of the episodes. He's twelve now. Yep. We started this podcast in March two thousand fifteen. Yep. I'll take your word for That's that. Five years ago. Yeah, he's been listening from if not ver- the very beginning, almost the beginning. Yeah. I was talking with uh, with his dad and him, and we did a podcast episode. Um, but it was a lot of fun, man. Was he the host? Kid, and yeah, he's the host. He does a phenomenal job, a really, really good job. Not gonna Seems lie, like I'd be a little intimidated by a twelve year old with his own podcast. Yeah, I said he was better. He's better now than we were when we started. There's no doubt. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. We paved the way. Well, there you go. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a long haul. So let's hope everything, uh, comes back so that we can actually talk about some things on the field. That would be a nice change. Yeah. That's the thing we've focused as the weeks have gone on, we've had to focus on just the labor disputes and the, the negotiations and the feasibility of getting back on the field. Um, and it's, it's getting tedious, frankly, (laughs) like it's just getting freaking tedious. And I, I, I would like to talk about what happened on the field, like a situation that maybe some player, uh, you know, okay, what does Aaron Boone do? This first and third, no outs. Who's he bringing out of the bullpen? Like, can we talk about that maybe? Like I said, I would be happy to be angry about losing a game with a bleeder between uh, short and third because a guy started on second base. Just so I could talk about that and be angry about it. Just so I could have that emotion invoked because of baseball things. So you could have, That's fine. So you could feel again? So I could feel again. Give me, yeah, I just want to feel. Uh, just want that emotion back, please. Well, speaking of like on-field stuff, there was a report that Aaron Judge and Aaron Hicks would be ready for an opening day in late July. I mean, I love that. That's good news. So I, when the Yankees... You better, you better freaking be ready. What, Everybody be, better be ready. When the Yankees back in March said Aaron Severino Judge... Severino better be ready. When, Aaron, when they said Aaron Judge will be ready for opening day back in March, they weren't technically lying. The Yankees knew something. They knew something uh, that this pandemic was going to happen and be probably worse than we all expected. So good on them. They were not telling uh, – they were not fibbing. And uh, yeah, let's hope he is. I do, still don't kind of believe it. You still think he's going to be delayed? Maybe. Who knows? So you know, an injury that I was need to gonna... see. I need to hear about dry swings. I need to hear about wet swings. I need to hear about all the different, you know, you know, ramping up of swings so that we can actually, you know, really, really get behind and believe that he's going to be on the field at that point. I hope he is. Love to see it. Who plays first this year? Aaron Judge or Aaron Hicks, or are they same day opening day? Well, I think Luke Voigt plays first, right? No, That's no, 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 no. With this. not. <laughs> it's it's going to be uh, it's probably Hicks. Hicks seems like he's been back for a while. So you're saying Hicks is going to be back from Tommy John surgery before Aaron Judge is back from a mystery rib injury? I mean, think about it. Didi was back in like early June, and he looked terrible. Yeah, but I'm saying he was there, and and now we're talking about late July. He better be ready for that. Another thing, since it's a 60-game season, Domingo Herman cannot return. 
Right, because his suspension now is 63 games. Yes. Um, yeah. Does that go into the playoffs? I forget now what the details are about if the playoffs, if he's not eligible for the, the regular season at all, he can't be. I doubt he's eligible for the, playoffs, for the regular season games. Yeah. I doubt he's eligible for the, for the playoffs um, because regular season suspensions are regular season. They're not playoff games. Yeah. All right. Good. You know, he, he he deserves a year off, so a year off for for being punished for a year off, not not a not a year off vacation. The guy deserves it, so fine, good. Yeah, and <laughs> Let's then go. and then bring on somebody else, please. And then twenty twenty one, you're looking at a rotation of Garrett Cole, obviously Severino coming back, Domingo Herman, Jordan Montgomery, and then depending on what they do with Paxton and Tanaka in free agency. Well, and half don't don't forget about how these options are going to vest and like what the deal is with that with parading about the the options. Yeah, uh, God, I hope that uh, option Jay doesn't Hap, vest. Jay Hap might be Jay Hap might be rested and ready to go. What are you talking about? This is a uh, he uh, he very well. If it's prorated, you know, and some could, I, I don't know how they're doing that, but if it is prorated, then it very well could vest real real fast. So one thing that the player counter proposal, which was seventy games, had, which obviously was never taken but they said they would do a neutral site quarantine for the playoffs if coronavirus comes back in the fall i wonder if that could still be in the cards if baseball because baseball has said we're worried about losing playoff if we have to cut the season short because of coronavirus well what if they just take the playoff teams bubble them somewhere bubble them in arizona and play the playoff games at the spring training facilities in arizona the weather will be great in november and in uh, october in arizona yeah, I, th- I think they're going to uh, figure out a little bit more information, too, with this bubble and how uh, NBA is going to handle it and, and how just putting all, all of those players in one area. It's still a logistic nightmare. I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's less, less with less only so if you only have, have the playoff teams. Yeah. That, uh, so, yeah, it's a possibility. And it's, it's and it's a finite. It's like the players can say, OK, you know, first of all, it's the playoffs. So we're. We're not going out anyway. We're just focused on on baseball, and it's a month. And it's a, if we win, it's a little, it's, it's it's a lot more defined. It's probably a hell of a lot easier to do because of the structure of the schedule as well. For the two teams that go to the World Series, it's a month. But for the majority of the teams, it's two weeks or less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You tap out of the bubble. Yeah. <laughs> you have you have been booted. Yeah. So I mean, I think that yeah. I think it's realistic, which is why I think it was always more realistic for the NBA and the NHL to bubble than it was for baseball to bubble for an entire regular season. Like, that's the thing I always come back to. Like the one, the one break I give baseball is that you never got to start your season. All the other leagues got 80% or more of their season done. You didn't even get off the ground. So you have a much more difficult spot than those other leagues. Yeah, no, it's, that is the case. And then also the amount of players that are on your roster, like it's, it just becomes, you know, a multiplier of of three, really, or you know, two. When you're talking about the amount of players that are on the bench and uh, and then all, you know play on the field, obviously, uh, starting five and then nine, right there, you have uh, almost double. So it's just a logistic nightmare when you talk about that many people, uh, and then you add all the support staffing on top of that too, and people's families and all of that. So yeah, it's it's not good. But when you get down to the playoffs, you're talking more about like total amount of people, a lot smaller. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I'll just again, just get me back on the field. Yeah, and everyone always and says like, "Oh, baseball's the least contact sport, so they should be able to come back the quickest." Like, the contact is not on the field, but no, yeah, exactly. But the contact, like NBA, is a con- more contact sport. Guys are posting up against each other and stuff like that. But if they're out on the court, that means they're healthy. If they're quarantined, <laughs> like, they're not, they don't have the virus. But they've been yes. tested. Like if they're playing on the court, they're it doesn't healthy, matter. So it doesn't matter. Right. Right. If if a baseball players out on the field, they're healthy. They can touch the ball like normal, and it should be fine. the The problems are the number of people involved in getting the whole production up and running. Like what? Yes. That's the like, thing that has and been, and, li- and eliminating bad actors because that will happen. Yeah, it's been you're gonna have people that go rogue or miss a test or whatever, and and then you know are in contact. Then that's that's when the you know that's when the string happens. So that's always been a thing, and, that's, but that's also inevitable, right? Like yeah, that's it's inevitable. the thing that's bugged me is that. The more people you add, the more variables you add. And like, I already have no trust in humanity. Like you can't, you can't trust. (laughs) Does anybody have trust in humanity anymore? You can't trust people. You can't trust everyone all the way down the line to the last grounds crew guy to be doing the right thing. No, 
If the guy yeah. that literally just mows the outfield does something stupid off the field, he goes to a, a Lake of the Ozarks party, gets coronavirus, brings it to the Cardinal Stadium, boom. The, you, the snowball's rolling down the hill and you can't stop it. Yeah, all of a sudden we're seeing all of a sudden we're seeing videos of uh the lawnmower guy with the flashlights like we saw Djokovic like on stage just going going ham having a damn good time. So look like a great party though, I got to say. So I am hoping that now that I'm hoping that the labor negotiations and all the stuff we've talked about are are going to start dwindling and we're going to start talking about real on-field stuff, like what's happening in spring training, how are guys ramping up? We're going to have press conferences again. So like that's all going to be exciting and I and I'm really really looking forward to like literally just watching baseball again but what i, I really hope is, that the press well, is getting ready for this sorry real quick i hope the press is getting ready to ask questions about baseball and not still live no, in well, this they whole are thing going of, to because but they need to if, if they're if they want to be ahead of the that curve let's start asking just more baseball questions and actually get us back in, involved with uh, you know what's happening on the field please please don't ask every single player about how they have dealt with this entire thing I, I we don't care just baseball what i was going to say is that what i've learned from the past really the past month is that i miss the yankees because i'm a diehard yankees fan and i love watching the yankees and i always want them to win but baseball as a whole like the, the entity that is major league baseball the corporate the corporate side of things sucks yeah, it's the worst, and it it's really and it really sucks to be such a fan of the sport and watch what they're doing, and they just don't give a crap. They do nothing for their fans. So here's the deal: this all goes back to the expectations. I I I just I don't let it affect the way I feel about certain things because I expect them to be, you know, very very stubborn bullheaded negotiations I, the, it's really not anything off like the length of it was dragging on forever and that was annoying just like any right it's, it's that's perfectly baseball everything just, takes a long time it doesn't i you gotta like get to a point where it doesn't affect how you feel about baseball and i think a lot of people are affected with the game itself and the way that the the baseball is played and the players on the field the on the field product people are fed up with the whole thing and now leaving because of that and that's a shame uh, but I, I think there needs to be a clear separation, you know, when thinking about it, at least that that's what I, that's how I compartmentalize this stuff. Uh, I just have no expectations for them. And when I have no expectations for them, I can't get hurt. It's kind of like, like, it's, a- like my, it's like the jets. It's like, I've, I've, I've made this analogy. You get your expectations down to some point. You like, you've been hurt so many times that you just have nothing. You feel nothing. <laughs> so now you just, you live in the, in the, in the bliss of the actual game itself. And the and the raw emotion of where that takes you, and I'm good with that. Yeah, I come back to the fact that like I'm, I'm excited to watch the Yankees play again, but I'm not necessarily yeah. excited to watch like baseball as a whole. I don't get excited to watch like a baseball game, a non-Yankees baseball game. I will I will watch more baseball probably this year uh, outside the Yankees. I mean, there, why? There, of, there's going to be so few off days that the there's the Yankees going to play sixty games. Everyone's playing 60, 60 games. Yeah. If the Yankees are off on a on a Monday in the middle of August, you're going to turn on another game? Yeah, probably. Even if there's like an NBA playoff game or an NHL playoff game? Yeah, we'll see what that maybe maybe not. I might get back into hockey this year, who knows. Yeah. I I was thinking about getting into hockey this year. Kind of looking for maybe we should dip our toes in hockey. I, Again, I, I used to be a huge I know nothing huge, about huge hockey. Devils fan. I was probably a bigger Devils hockey fan growing up until I was like 13 than I was a Yankees fan. Uh, so yeah, I was a huge hockey fan for a long time. I, in, in fact, with the, ironically enough, I was in college or just out of college. I don't even remember when the strike happened and I never went back after the strike because it annoyed the shit out of me the way that, that, that it went down. Missed- and I was probably, I was probably not, I wasn't, you know, I was looking at it through my, you know, 21 year old or 23 year old, however old, old I was, I don't even remember was, uh, when I was, I was looking at it through a different scope, right? So I would probably feel differently about it today than I did then, but I, I didn't go back. I, I never, I stopped watching. For whatever reason. Yeah. I mean, I've never gone back. So that's like the thing people are saying. Um, Buster only. I think someone needs to check on him just to make sure he he's okay. Because he's like super sad. <laughs> he's just like, he tweeted out like the dominoes are about to fall with like the grievances all leading up to, what did he say? Um, I wrote it down because I thought it was, I thought it was funny. Um, he said, 
And the dominoes are now likely to set to tumble. Implementation of a short season by MLB. Some players choosing not to play. Players association grievance. Upcoming free agents getting destroyed in the market. All major That's labor definitely happening. All major labor issues merely deferred to next spring. Mutually assured destruction. This all is leading to a 2021 work stoppage. He's usually a positive guy. So I know. That's like why a, it's a concerning. Someone needs yeah, to go well, knock on his door wrong. make sure he's okay. Because he's not wrong. They're kicking the can down the road. That's what's happening right now. They all, they, they've realized, this is what we kind of talked about the last time. At some point, they're going to play because it's either we get paid zero or we go out there and get what we can get for the amount that they put on, uh, that they, they tell us to do. So we're going to do that. We're not going to not get paid. So we, I think that's at the end of the day what it came. Even to. though the the league shut down for coronavirus, this was really a this essentially felt like a work stoppage. If we have another work stoppage next winter, people are going to be so freaking tired of it. Yeah, it that will be a nail, that will be a, a nail in the coffin for a lot of people. We just went through they, two months, two plus months of this, and now we're going to go through another whole winter of it. Leading into spring, it'll bleed into spring training because nothing gets done efficiently. So it'll be like, oh, spring training set to start February 15th. The two sides haven't even met yet. It's like, maybe, maybe they should meet before then. But no, let's wait till the last possible minute. Like, the baseball, baseball makes the procrastinating I did in college look like it was super timely. They're billionaires too, man. They're doing it. They're doing it for different reasons. They're doing it just to piss off the other side. Yeah, it's uh, it's we'll see, man. Look, I I think there probably will be a uh, an intense public dispute again, and we will they will bring drudge back up all this nonsense that we've been dealing with for the past two and a half months. I mean, the thing is, is like on top of all this, this this the fact that we just wanted a bad so back so so badly is that we've all been quarantined on top of yeah. it. It's like the perfect storm for being completely frustrated and annoyed with everything possible. You know, whether there's a dispute happening or not, like everybody's on edge, so. You you sprinkle this in with it, it's just a it's a it's a perfect little storm. So yeah, there might be more toleration, or we'll see what happens in the fall. Like this thing comes back, then all of a sudden they're uh, who knows, man. I don't even want to go down that road. There's such a a polariz not is polarization the word or what's the, what's when something when something's so drastically different? What's that word? Polarizing. Something is uh, yeah. Polar opposite. Well, what I'm saying is like there's such a difference between like when you and I record these episodes bitching about the labor negotiations, and then when I record like a history episode, it's like it's usually yeah. like nostalgic or like about like you're a, in a, pos- good mood. a positive memory, or I find you know something funny or like something really interesting. Like I get really into them. Like they've kept yeah. me sane because like I'll just like bury myself in that for a few hours, and then like yeah. I'll, I'll I'll be recording it, and then like the dichotomy between that and this is. <laughs> <laughs> on the one hand, I'm like, man, I love baseball, like learning about all this stuff. And then on the other hand, it's like, man, I freaking hate baseball. <laughs> yeah, no, you've, uh, they've been good therapy sessions for you, I think. I think they've, I think not on, on top of being phenomenal episodes, I think they've also kept you sane. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not, not sure, sane, but yeah. you're, you're on the brink, on the you're brink. close to like, to like tipping over. And I think they have kept you grounded, especially for the baseball stuff. Because if you didn't have that about the baseball stuff, You'd have been flown. You'd be gone. Absolutely. By now. The so. most recent one was about Yankee Stadium. And uh, three people messaged me about my pronunciation of Ballantine. It's Ballantine. And I actually did know that. And I messed it up. Like when, when the first message came in, Ballantine, not Ballantine. I was like, yeah, shit. I knew that. My bad. Ballantine beer was like a major sponsor of Yankee Stadium back in the day. They had a whole jingle, a Ballantine blast, the Ballantine scoreboard, Mel Allen talking about Ballantine beer, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry for everyone who I offended. It's Ballantine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, where I went to college, Old Dominion in Norfolk, Virginia, there is a Ballantine Boulevard. So I could have told you that. Well, where were you on that one? <laughs> I, was, uh, I was, yeah, I was listening to it later. I was letting you go down. Actually, it was part of my fun of the, for the week. I was just waiting for people to hit you on that. <laughs> it's like, should I tell him? Nah, it's not that big of a deal. Let's let it go. The other one, and the only one person pointed this out, that I said papal masses, and it's papal mass, talking about like the Pope giving You're, a mass. You just had papal bond. Like, yeah, I hate papal bond. Yeah, I'm also a Jew, so like, I just never knew that. Well, there you go. But Yankee Stadium, like, just its own. It's like, it's crazy how much is there. History, you mean? Yeah, the, how much the, history is yeah, there? Oh, it, there's a ton. I love the fact that 
the clipping of the first home run hit in the original, yeah, or the original Yankee Stadium that Babe Ruth hit, they called it a savage home run. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah, savages. That just, that just leads me. Savages that, in the Bronx from day one. From day one, that sticks. That 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 stays. That does not. That's not a one year thing. That goes. That plays forever. Yeah, and like I, I already felt this way, but really, there have been three Yankee stadiums. I know the first one was renovated and it was on the same footprint, but that yes. thing was a whole new stadium. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of there were significant changes. I think when you look at the amount of changes, then you can definitely qualify it as such. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, the new one I've, how do you feel about the new one? I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I like the new one a lot. I, I think it's beautiful. I, I think there's a lot of like architectural, uh, nods to the original Yankee stadium. So I, I think a lot of people miss that, that, that there's actually a very, there's a lot of uh, of similarities in the way that they've structured some of the yeah. uh, some of the architecture in that. So I thought it was, I think it's a beautiful place. I think the only reason people didn't want to knock it down and is because of the memories in, of Yankee Stadium. Like people don't want to get rid of that. And I think once you get past that a little bit more, and we break this one in, and it's going to be fine. It's just the next. It's the next thing. Yeah, like we're, ten, we're ten. We're ten years point. in. Yeah. So and it and it's definitely becoming. You know, I think 2017 was one of those years that that was like, okay, I felt the floor shake. Like I could feel things happening in this place. It's starting to feel like it got freaking loud. Uh, and then last year in the playoffs, that place was rocking, man. Like people are, oh, it wasn't like the old stadium is loud. It is. It is a little. It's differently constructed. It's not. It's as, never going to be as loud because it's not as up and down. But also it's the more the spread. concourse is open, so the sound in the old one literally got trapped. Yes. By the stands, by the concrete. That can't happen <clears throat> right. anymore. And that's right. just the way all new stadiums are designed, open air concourse, which I do really like the open air concourse. I, th- I like that you yeah. can walk around. It's a better fan experience. And always see the field, like especially for the Bronx pinstripes events. Like We spend so much time up in the concourse talking to people. And I yeah. like to be able to peek and see the game while that's happening. For sure. And not just on a television. Right. The um, Yeah, no, I, I, think it's, uh, I think it's definitely coming around. I think people are you know, enjoying the stadium now. And I think it's, it's, it's a beautiful place. There's no doubt about it. It's a beautiful place. And it's the one that George Steinbrenner, it's, it's his castle, essentially. It's what he wanted to build. Uh, and he's got a pretty good, pretty, pretty entrenched legacy with the New York Yankees. So I think it's, uh, it is fitting for, for that too. So, and I love, again, I, I love the fact that it's kind of a, a nod to the original stadium. Do you, I think that gets lost. Yeah. The, the, the description, uh, I think I forget where I've, found it but it said it was a genetically engineered child of the original which was like it's yeah. like it's dead on accurate it's a beautiful place yeah. i mean the 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 architecture i think of some the of the stadium. stuff is ridiculous having like like these a steakhouse and like an obscene amount of luxury boxes like an obscene amount yeah you know that's gonna be there that's for every the legend stadium. seats ha- piss me off like the fact that there's like literally yes. a moat you can't walk through there's them. a moat yes. separating the rich from the everyday fan is is kind yes. of kind there of are- offensive <laughs> There are, you, you, Andrew, you would not know how to act inside that moat. So there are, uh, there are, there, there are things about it that are more tied to the way that they've structured the tickets, more so the actual stadium itself that, that rubbed me the wrong way, but the stadium itself, beautiful. And I like it. Yeah. So, um, go check that out if you haven't. And if people are maybe starting to listen again to this podcast, because there's news that baseball is coming back. Go check all out all the A Brief History episodes. I think I've put out 14. We've put out 14 or 15 of them pretty much every Friday since since quarantine started. I don't know what the schedule is going to be as the season ramps up because we're going to be busier talking about actual games, but I still do want to do them. Um, they might just be less frequent. But um, Yeah. Yeah, no, they've they've I we've they've gotten a really good response and I think there's there's going to be avenues where they can be expanded upon at some point too. I think they're um, they're really good, and uh, yeah, during the season it might be tough to do all that just because it's a lot of work on, on the back end for you. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out, right? Just like uh, everybody else, we're going to figure this thing out. Figure it out. And if you have not got your coffee yet, go to richardallencoffee.com and use code Bronx for twenty five percent off. We're still working our way up to a hundred orders using the code Bronx to get my dad on the podcast. And there's a good development. The fact that there will likely be baseball this year, my dad will have something to bitch about. I love that. I love. I'm going to buy a whole a whole bunch of. I'm going to set up a bunch of burners, buy them uh, just to put it over the edge, just for the people if, <laughs> if it doesn't happen. So and uh, 
and I'm saying I'm going up to Rhode Island next week. I'm going to break the news to him that he's going to appear on the podcast once that hundredth order comes in and I'm going to immediately block my face so I don't get roundhouse kicked to the face. I really, I really hope you're late. Uh, and if, if I, if I am, I've seen the physical shape of, of your father. He's in, it looks like in peak shape. It looks like he's, he's such, already... such a calm person with everything except the Yankees. Which means that you're not going to see that roundhouse coming fast enough. And I think you're going to not be there to block it. And I really hope Leanne is behind you recording this. I've already texted her, <laughs> making sure that that's happening. All right. Anything else uh, you want to say? Hopefully next. No, hopefully no. next. So we've been waiting. This is Tuesday. The last two episodes have come out on Tuesday because it seems like Monday is when the news has broke. Yeah. And we just want to wait and, and see what happens before we record. Assuming everything goes back to business as usual, we'll be releasing on Mondays. Yeah, back our normal schedule. It's just it's just it's not fun to talk about something that's completely up in the air at that point. Uh, but no, again, yeah, really thankful for everybody who's been listening. Um, we, you know, it's it's amazing to see how many people have stuck around with this whole thing. There's a lot of you, so we really do appreciate it. Ratings and uh, reviews if you keep those coming. Yeah, too. if you haven't if you haven't given us a rating and review, uh, we we would definitely appreciate that. Uh, it's something that we look forward to reading. Um, Five star rating and review in iTunes. Thanks, guys. Uh, this is. Let's just hope, Andrew. Please, that somebody doesn't screw this up. <laughs> that's that's all I'm asking for. Like, I just yeah, right. please. It's on the goal line. Don't screw this up. Don't don't be the Seahawks yep. and try to throw the ball. They're going to run the goddamn ball. Yep. Tony Romo's going to fumble the snap like on that extra point against the Seahawks. Remember that that playoff game. Give it to Marshawn Lynch. Hands, that's it. Tony. Then then Brady doesn't have that other ring. Done. We'll talk to you guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.